The First Time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series, recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Game. Up next, we have uh, Jin Kim, who is, um, yeah, he is the co-producer of Side Splitter, which I'm going to check out. It's the last Wednesday of every month. Free storytelling at Laugh Out Loud. It's right next door here to Martyrs. He's also host of Batsu. It's a live Japanese-style game show every weekend at Kamahachi in Old Town. Guys, give a big round of applause for Jin. I'm from another country. I wasn't born here. Canada, by the way. Um, It's it's okay if you laughed. All right. Uh, I grew up in Toronto, which if you're trying to picture on your head, it's, uh, it's on Lake Ontario, which is three lakes east of here and just a little bit north. Um, And uh, don't worry though, uh, even though you and I, we grew up in different countries, we're still the same. I'm pretty sure that we are. You know, for example, like you, uh, I'm sure when someone bumps into you accidentally on the street uh, or, you know, or wherever, I'm sure you say sorry, even though you were the one that bumped into, you didn't do anything wrong, but you still say sorry. Uh, Or maybe you, uh, if someone asks you what your favorite snack of all time is, of course, it's ketchup chips. Uh, Or uh, you, you know, when you were a kid, like, I don't know, maybe seven years old, let's say, uh, and you asked your parents for uh, a Nintendo, you said, please buy me a Nintendo because you always say please, Uh, then I'm sure your parents said, no, you need to study for the SATs. (laughs) There is one way, though, that I am sure that we are different. And this has nothing to do with me being Canadian or being the child of immigrant parents. I've always been a big eater. And this is not uh, some sort of like point of pride or hashtag humble brag or whatever. Um, <laughs> besides being a mildly annoying quirk and what I would call whatever the opposite of a social lubricant is, so like a, a social abrasive, let's say, um, having a large appetite is prohibitively expensive. So depending on who's doing the research, uh, we spend on the average of 9 to 12% of our budget on food, which is crazy to me because I spend easily half of my money on food. Easily <laughs> half. Now, granted, I'm a professional actor and a comedian, so half of my money and 9% of your money is pretty close. <laughs> so, see, we're the same. Now, that said, uh, somewhere along the line, I figured out that the best way for me to save money was to eat before going out to eat. Uh, That way, I can order normal amounts of food instead of, for example, ordering the roasted half chicken and the blue cheese burger medium rare and then finishing my date's pasta, uh, which is a big social abrasive, by the way. Ultimately, I appreciate that having a large appetite is part of who I am, and I wouldn't have it any other way, even if from time to time it gets me into trouble. When I was seven years old, which we've already established was the time when I couldn't have a Nintendo because the SATs were coming up (laughs) in 10 years, I got really sick. I'd come home from school one day incredibly hungry, so 
business as usual. Uh, and my mom was in the kitchen, and I didn't want to bother her, but I was incredibly hungry. And on the table was a plate of mandu. And I may be seven and incredibly hungry, but I'm not an idiot. I can clearly tell that the mandu are, are for dinner because there's a giant pile of them. And you've all had dumplings before, right? So mandu are Korean dumplings. So we're talking like this smallish ball of dough and it's filled with something, usually meat, in this case, ground beef. Uh, and then they're boiled or fried or cooked in some way, right? So uh, when I say a giant pile of mandu, there are like 30 or 40 of them. And I know I shouldn't eat them. So I eat them. I pop the mandu in my mouth two at a time and genuinely inhaling them, hardly taking the time to chew, uh, you know, because I'm incredibly hungry and because my seven-year-old brain rationalizes that the faster I eat them, the less likely it is that I'll get caught. In no time flat, the mandu are gone and in their place on the table is an empty plate. I momentarily consider hiding the plate, but then I think, no. If the empty plate is out on the table, then my mom will see it and think, oh, I forgot to make the mandu. Perfect crime. Well, you already know how this ends. Of course, I got caught. Not long after, my mom found me. Do you know what happened to the mandu on the table? What mandu? I may as well have said, I didn't know we have a table. I was making them for dinner. There was a whole plate of them. You didn't eat them, did you? Pause. Yes? All of them? Another pause. Yes? This look of sheer horror washes over my mom's face. And now I'm just confused because as someone who just got caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to do, I'm expecting her to be angry and upset and I'm supposed to be in all sorts of trouble, but instead she's horrified and scared. <laughs> I didn't cook them yet. So I got really sick. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, stomach flu or food poisoning, I was laid up for three weeks. Three weeks of the worst misery that I've ever experienced in my life, made even more miserable by the fact that I couldn't keep anything down. And if you've been sick like that before, then you know the drill, right? You know, dry toast and flat ginger ale. Except for me, it's the Korean equivalent of those things, the Korean equivalent. Korean equivalent of dry toast, which is juk, it's like this rice gruel, and then the Korean equivalent of flat ginger ale, which as it turns out is just flat ginger ale. <laughs> three weeks of not being able to eat, three weeks of getting very well acquainted with the wallpaper in our bathroom, and three weeks of just laying in bed with nothing to do. Now about a week in, my birthday rolled around, and no doubt, my parents felt really, really bad for me being all sick and miserable, unable to eat or experience any joy in my life, and on top of it all, incredibly bored with nothing to do all day, so they got me a present. Now, quick side note, my parents are loving and thoughtful. They're immigrants too, so that makes them frugal and shrewd, and they'll never admit it, but my parents also have a complicated and wicked sense of humor. When I was 13 for Christmas, my parents, as they handed me my gift, they gave me a very serious spiel about how now that I was a teenager, it meant I was an adult. It was like their own low-rent, three-and-a-half-minute version of a bar mitzvah. And for my Christmas gift that year, they gave me a giant red bag, and the contents of which were every picture they had of me. There was a note attached that read, 
these are our most prized possessions. And then there were a couple of empty photo albums at the bottom of the bag with another note that said, please organize them by date. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my parents. So back to the story, I excitedly tear off the wrapping paper to my birthday gift, finally getting to feel the first feeling I've had in weeks other than agony. Of course, I already know what I'm getting, just like you already know too. I mean, I've been asking for it for what felt like forever, and what better time than now for me to get my very own Nintendo when I would have all day to play it. I had had other friends from school get sick, and the way they told it, it was like getting an extra Christmas because they'd always come away from it with stuff. So now was my turn. I finally rip off the last of the wrapping paper and instantly feel the second feeling I've had in weeks other than agony, extreme soul-crushing disappointment. <laughs> my parents had gotten their horribly ill, now eight-year-old son, an SAT prep book. The next two weeks was more of the same misery except punctuated by math drills, vocabulary lists, and practice tests. The day finally came when I was reasonably healthy enough to return to school, and that first day back came and went without incident, a repeating chorus line of, welcome back, you missed so much, what'd you get? To which I didn't have much of an answer. The best that I could say I had gotten out of it was a better understanding of what an analogy was. <laughs> and quick PSA for you, eating your date's leftovers while still on the date is too social abrasive, as attempting to brag about getting an SAT prep book for your birthday is too also social abrasive. <laughs> I got off the school bus and returned home, and because of the past three weeks, it was extra business as usual. I was incredibly hungry, and even though returning home meant more SAT prep, I was at least relieved that I'd be able to eat something. Sadly, there wasn't anything for me to eat when I got home that day, because waiting for me instead on the table in the same spot where that giant plate of mandu had been three weeks earlier, was a brand new Nintendo Entertainment System. So yeah, those are my parents. By the way, I got a 1510 on my SATs, thank you. Do 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 do